Hello and welcome to the One County Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Paul Davis, and this is the program where we talk about the artistic process, why one does it, and all the little things before, during, and after that process that come into play. And today we're talking about ego, uh, self-worth, receiving compliments, how that process can be maybe a little weird, not exactly how we expect, and how having a healthy sense of ego is healthy. (laughs) Um, But this is sort of a continuation of Tim and I's conversation about the movie Amadeus, which we did last week. Um, So I just decided to take the last third of the conversation and put it into this podcast. Enjoy. Another helpful reminder that this movie provided is that defiance is often the key to greatness. Like in the fact, like you were like flailing around in your couch, like they're really getting mad at him for doing the German opera or like, (laughs) you know, and right. There's too many notes. Yeah. It's just like he, he was criticized, you know, he he faced a lot of friction to do like pretty normal things. (laughs) That stuff was pissing me off. Yeah. It's like, these guys suck. Yeah. Get out of the way. And it's so funny because we don't think of like, you know. 60-year-olds in the late 1700s as any different from 20 people in their 20s in the late 1700s. Yeah. But there were, like, generational qualities. Uh Uh-huh. Just like today. Just like today. You know, it wasn't, like, 1700s wigs, 1800s railroads, 1900s Ford, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 2000s autonomy. Everyone's an individual and different and generational divide. Right. Right. It was, like just as generationally specific as it is now which i think is interesting and the hindsight you know as the viewer you're like the hindsight you have of like these idiots don't they know who mozart is Uh it's like no they don't Uh you know they're operating under their cultural bias and Mm -hmm. in the in their moment in time so yeah it's like we're young so we're kind of the ones grinding against the establishment so to speak Mm -hmm in a few different areas, but we're going to be 60 soon. Yeah. And we're going to feel like, you know, don't the, the new thing is not the right thing. It's like, maybe not, but probably Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're probably wrong. So yeah. Humility. It's really important. I'm going to be very against VR showers when I'm 60. (laughs) Real showers only. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to stay on my 1900s, <laughs> 1990s yep. ground yep. on that one. Yep. I, no, no VR water for me, pal. Do you feel like just that, that jealousy thing is the main thing from this film? And, you know, what's the sermon to extract him? What do we learn from this film? <laughs> what's the moral of the story? Yes. <laughs> We didn't really talk about this, but this seems relevant too. It's like ego, you know. It's it's like the the blessing and the curse of ego. You sort of like when we're children, we have to establish an ego. We have to establish a sense of self and confidence. If we don't, we're kind of crippled forever. But then, like too much ego is bad and deplorable and tends to hurt other people. I I do think though that like to really pursue the creative life, the artistic life, uh, make it work, try different things, it requires a level of ego. 
ideally healthy ego. You know, more often than not, we see unhealthy egos, but that's still ego. You know, it's still that sort of self-confidence that says, in spite of the competition, in spite of someone who may be better, I'm doing this. And so mm. I feel like that's something I, I have had for a good amount of my life. Where I get tripped up is like, you know, anyone who knows me knows I'm, I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's like I just could watch him act every day. I watch YouTube clips just because of him and my favorite movies of his. That's where I look at him. I look at something like that and I'm like, I will never act that good. And that makes me sad. <laughs> so it's, it's less like jealousy. It's more sadness that... I'll never be that good. I absolve you. <laughs> That's what I need to hear. I yeah, totally. I need to be absolved that I need I have to be that good. It's like no, I don't. F- Philip Seymour Hoffman is like a role model and an inspiration for me, but I'm not supposed to be him. I'm supposed to be me and my interests are different and career path is different and and that's okay. What about what about you? Do you feel like it's the jealousy thing, or what do you? Um, I thought I think what you just said about ego was insightful, and we don't talk about like the necessity of a healthy ego too mm. much. Um, something I'm gonna Instagram story on the One County account soon is it's a screenshot of all my film festival rejections and the short films that got like thirty declines, zero acceptances. 20-something declines, yeah. one or two acceptances. Um, and then it kind of ends with Palace, a feature film that has a little bit better of a ratio. It's like right. 11 versus 25 or something like that. Right. Um, and I still don't like, uh, you know, don't see that as the last chapter, obviously. Totally. Um, and I, th- I think it's a weird thing to... I hate that I, I feel like I like mentioned Palace at some point in every podcast, but well, it's been the orienting creative piece of your life for yeah. two years. So I mean, it's like led me to make this the podcast <laughs> in some way. But um, I feel a lot of positive energy and encouragement and affirmation from people around me. And yeah. I think it's very amazing that I've written and directed a feature film, and I never feel that way because I compare myself to like master filmmakers mm-hmm. because that's my goal. Yeah. I already see myself as a filmmaker. I don't need to pat myself on the back for like doing, you know, I can pat myself on the back if I feel like I do something that's really astounding. Right. Which I don't, I don't know if we ever feel that way about ourselves. Yeah, how do we feel that way? Yeah. I, I feel like there's only been a few, you know, I consider my primary artistic expression which I liked I listened to the first half of the you and Andrew Davalos conversation about like different mediums you know the primary one for me is acting and there's only been a couple instances where I've I've really felt like like I felt successful because of something that came from within me not like accolades awards encouragement but like for whatever reason, the experience, the performance, 
Um, and yeah, like great reviews help and people being saying great things help like affirm that feeling. But it's, I feel like the thing that I'm kind of after is that I accept that we're always going to do something and be like, I probably could have done this better. I probably could have done this differently, but it's like, you know, I tweeted this the other day. It's, there is no arrival. It's just journey. You know, it's all about journey, but being able to do something to do a piece of work and give it to the world where you personally have this internal sense of, I did it. That's like the feeling that I am interested in. Um, it's so fleeting too, because you're already onto the next project and sometimes the next project doesn't feel as good, but I guess it, it comes down to like how we define success. What, roles did you feel like you you nailed it tim <laughs> i really you know it's connected to this podcast again but i really feel like true west was an experience mm -hmm. where i did like like part of the actor's guilt is always like i didn't prepare enough you know like day one of rehearsal i wasn't ready like i did i had wasn't trying to get off book i didn't do any character stuff i just like wasn't ready that was a process where i came into day one feeling ready mm -hmm. you know and backstory, I assume the 50 people who listen know this, but that's a brother play written by Sam Shepard. Andrew and I acted in it together as brothers. And we like worked really hard. We were like 70% off book by the first day of rehearsal. And I had like been experimenting with voice and body stuff weeks before. So I walked into that rehearsal process feeling really ready to dive into a rehearsal process. So by the time I got to opening night, I was kind of like, at this stage in my life, this is the best I can be. <laughs> and that felt really good. Because more often than not, it's didn't do enough, man. Didn't didn't do the time. Didn't put enough in. So that's, that's like a, a landmark for me of an experience I look back on and I'm thankful for and, and feel like proud of. Mm -hmm. It's like that personal sense of pride that comes from sharing something artistic with the world. Hmm. It's so rare. So it's like, I got to treasure it when it comes. I don't think I felt that. <laughs> no. But have you felt that for other things? Even I, if it was like a one minute video or uh, you know, I think most things I've ever felt that for were really small and manageable. Yeah. Like rarely anything like, Casa Grande was a very short, short film. Yeah. And I felt like I took like risk in terms of like making something confusing, but then people got it, you know? Right. And I, there's other times where I've taken risks and made things confusing and people don't get it. Right. So for like, for it to be short and manageable and like, yeah. um, maybe there's like certain things about like really small production value yeah. details that I would do differently now, but it's that whole like at that time I feel like right that was done and then for acting I feel like being Jason and Rabbit Hole at Taylor mm. was such a small role so it was like controllable yes and I like knew I just feel like I knew how to step into that and like bring myself to it but be different yep. you know like most other roles I've done yeah. I don't feel like I'm being different enough or I'm like hiding part of yourself yeah um, yeah you were great in that i really enjoyed that performance it's interesting though it's kind of like I, I may have alluded to this in what i just said but it's like if if i 
like if I did True West and then I got like terrible reviews and people said you weren't good, I don't think I would feel satisfied. I don't think I would feel that sense of pride. It's almost like this as an artist, you you kind of require that external affirmation that kind of that says, keep going like you you did this one. Yeah. And it's like we got really great reviews for True West and people said really nice things about the show and about both of us. And for me, that was like, oh, like the work I put in, other people got to experience the joy of that. So it's like, I wonder if there's something to be said for like a, for those people who truly, and, and maybe this is Mozart because it goes going back to what we were talking about earlier, people who are creating something that they know is profound and everyone else around them is like, nah, man, you got to stop. Mm-hmm. That's not right. But they know. I think there's like a Mark Twain quote. I don't remember exactly the number, but he's like, I can last six months on a good compliment. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Or like one month or two months or like something like that. So true. Yeah. And my, my personality is just like, I crave affirmation, you know. But don't you also... I also that, don't value it, though. Doesn't it also like go right over your head <laughs> yes. when you get it? Yes. It's like I crave it, but I also am like, it's not real. Just... But if I didn't get it, I'd be upset. It's yeah. I need to go to therapy. Someone, <laughs> someone messaged me. Dave, Dave, NCP Dave messaged me. Okay. Like Andrew Macbeth trailer, like amazing or something. Yeah. And like no emotional reaction at all. I like immediately start typing. Thanks, man. Colon apostrophe right parenthesis. <laughs> like crying smiley face. <laughs> Hit send, felt nothing. <sighs> like, felt nothing about my work. <laughs> but see, yeah, that's interesting, though, because, like, we're recording this podcast at a very specific time. Like, yeah. NCP is opening a show tonight. You just shot the trailer last night. New City Players. New City Players. <laughs> yeah. It's a theater company in Fort Lauderdale. Um, and, like, I sat, in, I sat in that chair in the room we're in right now, and I watched the trailer, and it made me cry. And I've watched it six more times since then. And it's like made me tear up every time. I just like wrote a LinkedIn post about it because it was so moving. And it's like me saying that to you right now. You don't even care. (laughs) Right? No. Right? That's like you you made something. Now, the pillar content was amazing, right? It's Shakespeare's Macbeth. So you've got a lot to work with. Right. But like you crafted it in a way that's like really beautiful and draws you in and like you know i'm very emotional so it's like me crying is not a great litmus test for something being truly cathartic but it's like sad that someone can experience your work and you can still kind of be like nah i don't care (laughs) that's a sad thing yeah but i I think that's like why we need art in the first place to like continually soften us Mm -hmm. so that we can receive compliments we can receive criticism mm-hmm. it's like art helps us do that because it keeps us from getting hard-hearted mm-hmm. also everyone don't stop giving me compliments because one out of ten work <laughs> <laughs> so you might be eighth or ninth that year <laughs> oh there's the most right laugh um this conversation is getting dumb are we done yeah we're, we're 
It was pretty good, though. No, yeah, it was pretty good. I just, like, we've talked about ourselves for a little too long. But hopefully in a way that was cathartic and good to the audience. I'm trying to be a little vulnerable. Yeah, that's good. I'm trying to be a little vulnerable so I look vulnerable, so I look better, so people like me more. There you go. Someone DM'd him a mean comment. <laughs> Not a compliment. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, subscribe. You're probably already subscribed. Um, give us a rating. You probably already rated. <laughs> oh, I just need oh, the sound recorder. Need the recorder. Um, the music for this episode was done by Dan Reed, who is different from Mozart. But that's the music we use on this podcast. You can find him at soundcloud.com slash Dan Reed. And we'll see you next week. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you.